in most parts of the early chapter of Genesis, we hear that God saw all that he'd created and it was good. But here, we find God saying, oh, it's not so good for man to be alone. And so he created Eve from Adam. And when you read those words which Ken read for us, there's that sense of Adam being in awe of what God has created from him. He says, this is my, now my bones. So it is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. It was as though he was like full of wonder and love immediately of meeting Eve. It's that sense that he was overwhelmed. Sense of respect at this gift that had been given to him by God. Eve was literally a part of him. A wonderful gift, a new creation. And at the start of time, God in this passage, he creates man and woman and blesses them into a covenant relationship. That of marriage. Verse 24, they become one flesh. And tonight, we're thinking about covenant relationship. That's what this table is about, isn't it? The bread and the wine. It's about God making his covenant with us, the new covenant made in the blood of Jesus, making it possible for all people to be reconciled to God. And here at the beginning of time in the passage that was read to us, we find God giving another covenant relationship, that of marriage, that between a man and a woman, a very special covenant relationship, one which is a lot of talk these days about what that covenant relationship looks like. But here in Genesis 2, we find God creating man and woman and blessing them together in relationship through marriage. We were made in God's image, male and female. We're separate, we're different, and yet we're made to be together, designed for love, designed to be together as a couple. Marriage represents that commitment to live together faithfully for life. Those words of the ceremony of marriage, whether in plenty or in need, through joy and through sorrow, God created Adam, he creates Eve to share life together. And those days that, you know, that we've had here in RBC when we celebrate someone's marriage, they're so special, aren't they? You know, we've had a number through last year, and to be able to come together and celebrate with those couples the blessing, the joy of marriage, it's wonderful. Hearing them taking their vows before God and witnesses, promising to love each other, promising to comfort each other, to honor one another, to support each other, regardless of the good or bad times ahead, as long as they both shall live. A covenant that's made before God and people. A covenant declaring the unity of the couple. And in verse 24, as we said, they've become one flesh. There's that statement that I love saying as a minister, that the new Mr. and Mrs., those whom God has joined together, let no one separate. Normally followed by, you may now kiss the bride. <laughs> God has given each of us life. He is the source of our lives, and he's also the source 
of love. Therefore, in marriage, the covenant is made to each other, but also made before God, because we totally rely on God, whether we're married or single, to live a life of love. He is the source of love. And we have to rely on his power and on his love to be able to live in his ways and in his faithfulness. And so marriage is that covenant gift, God's gift, a special gift, not given to everybody and sometimes damaged by this world. But it is a gift that he gives to most people, a treasured gift, a holy gift, which needs care, that provides stability which gives out blessing. And then, as we read in verse 23, let me just read it again. The man said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She should be called woman, for she was taken out of man. The covenant that God blesses. Adam was in awe. But it also reminded me, when reading that verse, of how when you hold a newborn baby, the awe, the precious gift that God gives, that sense of this baby that has been created by a man and woman, but brought together by God in the womb and knitted together in that place that God knows and he creates this new life. And when you hold a newborn baby, it's that sense of awe, isn't there? What a treasured gift. What an utter miracle. God has created a tiny life. And as a parent holding that child, I can only imagine the immense awe and the responsibility, but the love that you have for this baby, now bone of your bones, flesh of your flesh. And in this passage, God gives this couple a marriage, a covenant of marriage to bring them together so that they can travel through life together, so that they can raise a family if God so wishes for them together, so that they can keep each other faithful and grow in their relationship together with God. Our God is a God of covenant, a God of promises, a God of blessing. We have a God who cares our God loves each and every person he has created. We have a God who's breathed life into us and given us each day as a treasured gift. We have a God who is fully and totally through every turn of history, past the fall through the Old Testament into the new and into the future, is the God who promises to constantly care for his people. And that, is what the table around us expresses tonight. That is what our relationships with one another in the family of God is tonight. That is what the relationships is blessed you with in your families and amongst your friends is tonight. God continues to offer each and every one his grace. He doesn't turn anyone away. Isn't that wonderful? No one is turned away from God. No one's not good enough doesn't matter what life you may or may not have lived. God welcomes every person. Tonight, even today, we can reach out through the love and sacrifice of our Lord Jesus. 
our God who gave his own son, so that our covenant relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ can be restored, can be renewed, so that no one should perish. What an amazing father we have. From the beginning of time, right here to the start of, in the story of Genesis, until the end of time, God is faithful. He doesn't change. He doesn't give up. He doesn't walk away from us. Even with the mistakes we make, we might fail, we might fall, we might really mess up. But God doesn't. And that's why the table is laid here before us tonight. That's why God is the one who invites us to join him around this table tonight. The new covenant that we find here at the table restores the relationships that we damage, that we break, our relationships between ourselves and God, our relationships between our spouses, our relationship with our children and our families and our friends. We get it wrong so often. But this is the new covenant sealed in the blood of Jesus. In Genesis 2, we read that God made a covenant relationship between man and woman to bless them. And God has made a covenant relationship between himself and all people through all time. One of love, faithfulness, through the good times, through the bad times, through rich times, through poor times. And so as we meet together around the table tonight, let's hold it in that thought that this is about a covenant relationship that God makes with each and every one of us. He loves you, regardless of our mistakes. And so Sam is going to come and lead us in a prayer of thanksgiving. Let us pray. Father, our Heavenly Father, hallowed be your name. We thank you for this table. The table of your son that we are invited, not because we are worthy, but because of your grace. It's only by your grace that we can enter. Only by your grace that we can stand here. We thank you, Jesus, for inviting us to your table. We thank you for the gift, your gift of salvation. We thank you because of your blood shed for us on the cross of Calvary. The blood that washes away our sins. We thank you for allowing your body to be nailed to the cross. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, accept our thanks in Jesus' name, O Lord. Father, Lord, as we are about to partake in this special special table. May the bread that symbolizes the body of your son hold us firmly together. And the blood that was shed for us, may it wash away our sins, O oh Lord. We thank you because we call unto you many times and you answer our prayers. Many of our family, your children, have either ill or having one issue. Father Lord, we call unto you and in your mercy you answer us. We thank you. 
And to those prayers that haven't been answered or seem not to have been answered, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, may you give us the grace to be patient and to live according to your will in your time. Thank you again, Jesus, for your death on the cross and for the blood shed for us. Amen.